Hello and welcome to the Mustang Sports Feed. I am Dr. Bob Dixon. I am here with Mason Nesbitt, the Sports Information Director of the University. Mason, how you doing today? Bob, I'm doing well. It is nice to join you as always. It is nice. A beautiful day uh, here in Southern California. Uh, I'm up in Ventura. You're down in Santa Clarita. Is it is it hot for you as, as it is for me up here? It is hot. Um, it's starting to get to that point in the summer, but again, just hard to complain being in Southern California. We'll get the new athlete questionnaires and they're coming in and sometimes they'll say, you know, why, uh, why did you choose masters? And part of that is the sunshine. I mean, we're in Southern California. Hard, hard to beat that. Yeah, you can't beat it. Well, well, today we've got a, a, a very special guest, which we'll get to shortly. But before we get to our guest, we have the spotlight athlete of the week segment. So, uh, that's all in your wheelhouse, Mason. So tell us who our athlete of the week is. Absolutely. So our spotlight spotlight athlete of the week, as always, is brought to you by some of our restaurant partners. Obviously, this has been a hard time for the restaurant industry, but these guys remain open for pickup. Chick-fil-A, Jimmy Beans on Lions, Jersey Mike's, Presto Pasta, and Firehouse Subs. Again, those restaurants remain open for pickup. Our spotlight athlete of the week, I cheated uh, a little bit this time, and we have two athletes of the week, a dynamic freshman duo, if you will. Uh, no one um, was really sure exactly what to expect from Masters Men's Volleyball this year. Obviously, it was their first season. But these two guys played a big role in, in I think, kind of surprising people with how competitive our team was right from the get-go. Um, and that's Brandon Botdorf and Ezra Moore. Brandon was a obviously a freshman from Thousand Oaks, California, El Camino Real High School. He led the Mustangs with 127 kills this season. That number was cut short because of the season was canceled early. But Brandon still had four matches with double-digit double digit kills, including a season-high 14 against Westcliff on February 26. And Ezra, a first-year player from right here in Santa Clarita, California, Hart High School, he led TMU with 304 assists. He reached at least 20 assists on seven occasions, highlighted by 42 against Setis on February 8th. So those are our Spotlight Athletes of the Week, Brandon Botdorf and Ezra Moore. And you can follow TMU Men's Volleyball. They're new to Instagram, so I want to give them a little plug here. That's at TMU M Volleyball. So again, on Instagram, at TMU M Volleyball. And if you have someone you'd like um, for us to highlight as our spotlight athlete of the week, send us an email and that's SID at masters.edu. So like sports information director, the acronym SID at masters.edu. And you can also send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. All of those are at TMU athletics. So again, that's at TMU athletics. All right. On that note, uh, we're going to transition to our special guest, for today's podcast. Mason, uh, who we got today? So we're joined today by Harry Walls, the Vice President of Student Life and Campus Pastor here at the Masters University. He's also a former Division One college athlete and a big sports fan. Harry, thanks for joining us today. Uh, you're very welcome. Happy to be with you. Now, Harry, for, for those who maybe don't know, what what's kind of a practical definition of, of your role here at, at TMU kind of on a day-to-day basis? Well, the, uh, the vice president of student affairs side, which has become the big focus, it's more formal than the campus pastor side. And, 
and well, let me maybe speak to the campus pastor side. First of all, that position is a department of one that supports every other department in person here at the university as needed or as I'm connected. So my role in that way is to shepherd, partner, support, whether it's a student, whether it's a staff, whether it's a faculty, as needed, obviously give some measure of input and shepherding to chapter. Uh, so that was more of a free-floating, supportive role, giving general support to the university's mission and those who are in it. The vice president of student life is a more formal responsibility, an executive responsibility to give leadership to the student life functions at the university. And obviously, we have the residential life side, the dean of men, dean of women, uh, the RDs, the RAs, the indoor experience. Uh, my role is to shepherd the vision for that, the philosophy of ministry that uh, defines student life, um, the whole vision of you know developing an environment here on campus where you have young men and women who are going to establish their own convictions, and we want them to establish them with the support of those who hopefully are a little more mature or available to support their thinking both biblically and practically. And we want to create a system, a policies, uh, rules, uh, community environment that gives them the opportunity to develop their thinking so that when they leave here, they're what I call freestanding moral agents with their own biblical convictions. So for me, it's establishing and leading a department where we establish essential guardrails to protect students from kind of the catastrophic uh, loss that can come through bad thinking or bad decisions, and then removing unnecessary props so that they can learn how to think biblically for themselves while they're here with the support of brothers and sisters and maybe sometimes people more mature than them. So when they leave here without that assistance, they're ready to stand on their own for the purposes for which they were trained to honor the Lord and to promote His truth. So that's what I get to do. So I shepherd the department that does that. Then there's the student activity side, chapel production, um, <clears throat> ASB, um, <clears throat> that whole support system that really allows students to engage in their own experience, lead their own uh, kind of community campus experience in life. So that's my world, and I give direct leadership to it, and then I'm a part of the executive team, which is the institutional leadership. Harry, hi, this is uh, Bob Dixon. Thanks for joining us. So that's that's all you do, huh? You don't have anything else? <laughs> Pat, would you have, do you have any time for lunch? I mean, uh, that's... That's quite a lot. I, I've got a question for you. Uh, what, what what role uh, do the sports programs play in the larger vision that you pursue for student life? I, you know, I know you've got the athletes as, yeah. as part of that, but Thanks also for just that. for the, the yeah. TMU community in general even. Well, look, sports is a – athletics in every university is a critical community experience. It's, a, it's obviously uh, – a zone where there's community morale, excitement, fun. There's a measure of pride and institutional uh, identity that goes with athletics. And then you have student-athletes who come in from all over the country and all over the world who are, are you know, expressing their passion and skill 
my role in connection with that is not just recognizing the things I just said, but in partnership with the athletic department, who I meet with on almost every week, is to shape a philosophy of ministry through athletics that recognizes that the mission of athletics at the master's university is to see young men and women trained through sports, which is a great tool, uh, so that they can be true God-glorifiers, people who understand how to bring honor and glory to Jesus Christ through whatever they're doing, but in that case, sports, and then gospel ambassadors, where they learn to, to, to leverage their passion, sports, etc., to promote the gospel by how they play, what they say, and then finally, they become leaders. They learn how to lead. Athletics is a great, really, training ground uh, for developing young men and women into Christians who can honor the Lord, promote the gospel, and impact the world around them. And so athletics, to me, at the university, has a lot of kind of common university benefits in terms of promoting community, camaraderie, connection, excitement, um, identity, fun, uh, but it's also a training ground for student-athletes who are becoming future leaders, and I know our coaches own that. Mason would know that because he's part of that, and it's really exciting to see the multidimensional ways that athletics can be a tool for the mission of the master as well as a benefit to the university uh, environment and student experience. Yeah, I I know you're an athlete and 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 were a a, 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 a collegiate athlete. Uh, I I was an athlete. Mason, you you were maybe you still are an athlete. I don't think I can claim to still be an athlete, but I was once upon a time. Um, so, um, and and I I think we can all agree that that athletics is a wonderful platform for spiritual growth. I was just curious to to hear Harry just from your own personal experience. Uh, how how that maybe played a factor in your own life as an athlete and as a as a follower of Christ. Well, I think initially I played sports for the reasons most guys or gals do. They love the sport. They love to compete. They love to, to train, and they they love the experience, the camaraderie, the the technical skill, the the winning, the the challenges, uh, the fun. I love to play. Uh, but when I went to college and I played college football, uh, it was right as I was a freshman ending my senior year in high school, which I enjoyed enough success that somebody wanted me to come play football for them. Um, I began to understand that sport, like everything in life, was an environment that had been gifted to me as a student athlete as a platform to honor the Lord. And so when I went to Brown to play football, playing sports for the glory of God really began to mean something to me. And so spiritually, it became a, a discipleship laboratory to work out my Christian convictions, to behave and play in a way that was honorable, both attitudinally, the work ethic, um, <clears throat> focusing on the things that mattered. Uh, because in culture, wins and losses matter, uh, statistics matter, mm-hmm. um, attention and uh, success and the, the ways that are measurable matter. And I'm not saying those things don't matter at all, but to a Christian, there are some things that matter more. Mm-hmm. And that's why, how I do what I do, and for whom I do what I do. And so for me, Bob, it was learning 
to really apply and live out my Christianity in the context of a world I loved. I love sports. I'm a player. I love sports. And uh, so that was a big spiritual, maybe, uh, advancement for me. And, and I now realize that that's true of everything, whether you're doing what you're doing or what Mason's doing or what anybody else is doing professionally. It's all the same principles. Whatever I do, you do it, the Bible says, for the glory of God, even if you're eating and drinking. And so I, that, that's how it shaped me. Obviously, sports test you. There's setbacks. There's challenges. There's disappointments. Uh, there's bad calls. There's you know unfair kind of circumstances that you have to navigate. There's success you have to cope with so it doesn't go to your head. Oh, and momentum, all the stuff about life that you learn in athletics has shaped me, I think, as a follower of Jesus Christ, and I'm grateful for it. Harry, when when the students are on campus and our teams are competing, they, you know, there's there's just a palpable energy. There's a buzz. You know, people are feeding yeah. off of yeah. of that energy. So obviously, with everyone having to finish the the spring semester at home, I, I think it's fair yeah. to say we may have a fair share of athletes out there who are maybe on the verge of you know a little bit of burnout just from you know being yeah. at home and doing these things on their own. How would yeah. you encourage them? You know, obviously now we're heading into three months of more summer, you know, before yeah. coming back together. How, how would you encourage our athletes to, you know, to yeah. keep grinding and make sure they're ready to go when they arrive back here this fall? Yeah, Mason, that's a great question. And undeniably, you know, the verse that popped into my mind is hope deferred makes the heart sick, right? So you, you think you're going to play, you want to play. And that's taken away from you. And then who knows when you're going to get to play and what are going to be the kind of the arrangements that are going to be uh, necessary in order to play. So I think all of that is really a real test, um, a, a stretching time to really challenge why we do what we do, because there is a buzz, but there's an adrenaline, there's an excitement, there's a, a kind of uh, energy and fuel that competition and a crowd and all of that creates and you do feed off of that and that's one of the fun and joyful parts of sport in the kind of context that we we tend to enjoy them i think if i'm talking to a student athlete today i would say let the absence of the crowd let the absence of the teammates really refine your motives for why you do what you do because in the end, and we've heard this, and, and it does mean something, there is an audience of one. And that audience of one, God himself, who's entrusted these opportunities and capacities, is the true motivation. And everything else, at some level, is fickle. It's here, it's not here. Fans are for you, they're not for you. You're hitting it out of the park and they're cheering. You're striking out, they're not cheering. You're shooting it in and they're standing and screaming. And uh, you can't make a free throw when you need to make one. All of a sudden, all of those motivators and supports go away. But I'll tell you what doesn't go away. The audience of one. And so if I'm, if I'm coaching or encouraging or trying to offer something helpful to the grinder, it's refine your focus so that the audience of one becomes more of your motivation than Jesus Christ has ever been. Um, and you're grinding, you're working hard because you want to become the best for the best. You're working through the difficulties because you know these sovereign 
events which you don't control, God has ordained to make you what otherwise you wouldn't be. So grind. Um, you're in the fitness center, you're training hard, you know the master trainers working with you, and nobody's around. There's no crowd, there's no teammates potentially. So you're working one-on-one with God in a circumstance ordained by God, and this is meant to grow you up to be a, a young man or woman of God. And I would look at it that way, and I don't think that's fabricated. Actually, I think that's the truest reality. And everything else, though desirable, is secondary. That's what I would say. And I would trust the Lord. I mean, the Lord is at work. His purposes and His plans, all of this stuff's not random. He knew it. Kind of shocking, the extent of the impact of it. Um, I mean, I think it's sobering for every Christian to go, you know what? The world can change fast. Hmm. And it can impact me fast. And this is just kind of an installment where God says, you know what? Your life is brief, and life can change fast, and you need to be focused on what matters. And this is an opportunity to do just that. So I just encourage them. Audience of one, work hard, refine your motives, and get ready, and be ready when you have the opportunity. That's great. Thank you, Harry. Um, Obviously, you were a wide receiver at Brown University, and, and that was, what, a couple years ago, a year or two ago? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, it was. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. what, what are the odds, Harry, that I could get you to sign up for an, an intramural football team in the, the fall? <laughs> <laughs> Mason Harry Walls lives his entire athletic life in the past. <laughs> I am officially retired. I came out of retirement. Uh, maybe a year and a half ago or two years ago to do Mustang Madness, uh, persuaded that I was, it was a valuable part of a team to excite students that I was out on the floor. Um, uh, you may have heard me say this. I had 27 seconds of fame and into the game, got a rebound, came down funny, twisted a knee, medial collateral strain, couldn't walk, uh, excruciating pain, crutches, retired, <laughs> straight up retired. <laughs> so no more, in a, I mean, I'll go out there and shoot baskets and free throws and, you know, do pig and horse and all those kind of things. But anything that requires too much mileage on these old legs, I'm done. I'll ride my bicycle. I'll cheer you on. Um, I'll compete with you, but on my terms. <laughs> See, that's that's what, what men like Harry and I, that's our approach to sports, Mason. You're, you 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 enjoy your youth and get out there and bump and grind and push and shove and you get into. Right. But we're, we'll uh, we'll hang out on the perimeter and 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 take jump shots. I'm I'm with you, Harry, on that one. Um, yeah, theologian Clint Eastwood said, <laughs> a "Man has to know his limitations." <laughs> and so right. I've finally matured enough to actually acknowledge that whatever my athletic past was, it is past. Yes. Well, the, the, the pro and collegiate uh, sports seem to be revving up here. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, yeah. Harry, which, which one are you most excited about seeing again? Or maybe the better way to phrase it would be which one, which sport have you missed most during this, if any, during this quarantine? Well, I, I would say I was looking forward to March Madness. I was looking forward to the Mustangs going to the NIA National Tournament, both men and women. 
I was looking forward to the basketball kind of intercollegiate, you know, that whole, you know, teams coming together, March Madness deal. Um, I missed that. I actually even interested in the NBA now that I'm in Los Angeles, gotten to see LeBron and, and uh, Anthony Davis play, and I like the Lakers. And I've, I've actually tried to become a pro basketball fan um, just because my son and I can enjoy that together. So I, I miss that. I hope we get to see the playoffs. Baseball's a long season, so I don't usually tune in real strong until, uh, you know, it gets serious playoffs and, 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 you know, the series and the conference championships, league championships, I should say, and then the World Series. I'm really looking forward to college football. And, you know, I'm from <laughs> yeah. the great state of Alabama for a long time, and obviously that matters to me. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I hope we get to do that. I know the SEC, if anybody's going to break through and say we're playing, I don't care what the uh, <laughs> yeah. CDC says, they're going to do it. And I'm looking forward to that. I missed our own, you know, I was looking forward to our baseball season here because uh, I'd seen some of the guys throw and hit. And so I miss, I, that's a long rambling answer to say I miss a lot of it. Yeah. And it feels weird to have none of it. I mean, I don't know how you are, but withdrawals is a real word for me. Yeah, it's been um, difficult. Uh, I, I've been thumbing through yeah. through old DVDs of old, you know, baseball games and things like that. It's a, it's, it's, pra- it's a little pathetic, yeah. you know. I'm learning about the yeah, South, no. South Korean Baseball League. It's, it's, it's pretty sad. <laughs> Well, I'm a big motorsports fan, and so, I mean, F1 shut down. And motocross, actually, and this may interest somebody, is doing their last seven weeks all in Utah and Salt Lake. So they're running twice a week. Usually it's once a week. And no fans uh, in Salt Lake City. So Sundays they have races, which I watched uh, this past Sunday. And then Wednesday they had the second series of races to finish the season and so that's been fun because at least it's on tv and kind of kind of go back to quote-unquote normal yeah but it's been hard yeah miss it harry we we talked earlier about what your advice would be to to our our returning student athletes but in maybe a more general sense what would be your advice to those incoming freshmen student athletes or transfers who are joining us for the first time in the fall how how do they get the most out of out of being a master student athlete? Well, listen, I would say to them, can't wait to have you. And you, you're not going to believe the culture and the community you're about to step into excellence athletically and excellence in the things that, you know, really matter the most beyond the training and the competition, whatever sport you're coming to compete in, you're going to have, coaches who care about you you're going to have a community that wants to invest in you becoming what god created you to be and i'm going to argue you've never tasted that because i've never seen that a whole culture in an athletic department that's united in that priority so i think you'll be blessed and benefited come ready come excited i will tell you this as a uh, as a vice president of the university you won't recognize masters when you get back we're doing you know, multi-million dollars worth of projects due to the kindness and generosity of God's people, dorms renovated, student spaces created. Um, I mean, you know, it's just fabulous. Lighting, uh, classrooms, state-of-the-art, um, all, all kinds of upgrades that have been needed for a long time, and we've just not had the resources, and for whatever reason, 
in a time when things are really challenging, God has provided those resources. So student-athletes coming, you're going to have the, an opportunity that uh, you're going to really, really appreciate. It may not really appreciate the way returners will, uh, but it's going to be great, and you're going to love it. And uh, I'm going to argue that I don't care where you've played, you won't have had an experience like this. And uh, so come ready, come excited, and uh, we're a campus, we're a community where we're all in, and I think you'll taste it and enjoy it. And I'm excited to have you here. Oh, boy, that just that just gets my juices flowing. I, I know I can speak for the entire faculty when I tell you, Harry, that we are uh, as excited as anyone to get back to campus. Uh, normally, yeah. you know, summertime is the time to, to not think about school and get away and, and, and kind of catch our breath. It's the opposite for for me and for everyone I've spoken to on the faculty. We we just want to get to the fall. We just want to get there and and get back to what yeah. you just described. Well, the heart of our university, apart from the Lord Himself, is our students, and not having them here, uh, you know, leaving prematurely back in March, you know, is really kind of uh, taken the heart out of our our campus. And I'm looking forward for the heartbeat to come back mm-hmm. and. Yeah. I know you feel that way too, and a lot of improvements, a lot good going on, and I think uh, it'll be the best year ever, and I'm just trusting and hoping that state of California doesn't say I have to wear a mask because I don't know that well. <laughs> well, if they, if they say I have to... Hard to freak to, in a mask. Yeah, right? I'll do, I, I, yeah. I hope not too, but what, if, if that's what it takes, I'll do it. I just, uh, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, I get it. Well, Harry, thank yeah. you so much for... for uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, to sit with us for a bit here, we we sure appreciate it. And uh, uh, Mason, do you have any other questions for for Harry? I've 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 run through my list. No, he already turned me down on intramural football. I think that's all all the questions <laughs> I have. Hey, look! If nobody rushes me, I can certainly throw it. That part of me, I can still do. But you just got to leave me alone. Yeah, do the old, the old all time. Need of a quarterback, yeah. we will turn to Harry. But otherwise, we will uh, we'll just play the on campus. Yeah. All right. All right, Harry. Well, guys, thank, thanks. Thanks thank for you. having me, and I hope that's helpful to somebody. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll we'll see you hopefully very soon. All right. All right, guys. God bless you. All right. Bless Have a great you too, Take care. Bye bye.